The following podcast is a Dear Media production. In a study by Esquire, 54% of women said they'd rather be hit by a car than considered fat. If I'm being honest, I've been those women. So for me, this isn't just a podcast, it's personal. I'm Danielle Robay, TV host and journalist, and years of celebrity interviewing taught me that beauty isn't about what you look like, it's about who you become. Each week, I'm having thought-provoking conversations, digging into the stories of people who put a new spin on pretty. From entrepreneurs and authors to politicians and celebrities, no topic is off limits. So join me every Thursday for a new episode to feel pretty inspired, pretty seen, and best of all, pretty smart. Hi everyone, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. We are beyond excited for today's guest. She is a mom, a stepmom, a daughter, sister, wife, a New York Times bestselling author, and the host of BDA Baby on IG Live. We're talking to Katherine Schwarzenegger-Pratt about her incredible IG Live series, which we're major fans of, what it was like to give birth and experience the first year of motherhood during quarantine, how she embraced her role as a stepmom, favorite products, keeping a strong relationship, and what's inspired her to be the amazing mom that she is. She radiates the best energy and is so insightful and candid. We have the best time chatting with her today and hope you enjoy. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Thank you. How are you? So good. I'm just noticing my postpartum flyaways in this video and they look really good. (laughs) Out and about. Oh, we can all relate. Mine are just growing in this little thing. Yours are really growing in very well. Mine are still very short. I've got some short ones tucked back in here. Slicked them back. (laughs) My favorite thing is like they sell kind of like a mascara brush that you can brush them down with. Oh, I try it all the time. And I I do it like down here, but then a lot of the times I'll forget. But this weather in LA is so weird because it's like strangely humid. And so they're all like coming out to play. So it's it's, um, strangely humid and strangely cold today. Yeah. So I don't know about that, but yeah, they come out to play whenever they choose. So, you know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on this podcast. I think it's so funny that we're meeting here for the first time. We have mutual friends that I just love and that have always said, you have to meet Catherine. She's the best. So I'm excited to meet you. The same goes for you guys. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. And also a lot of our mutual friends are constantly telling me how helpful you guys are for them with various stages of having a new baby. So I'm excited to, to learn more and to talk to you both. Likewise. We just really love your BDA baby series so much. I've just been listening to it when I'm getting ready in the mornings before the kids wake up. And I love how you're sharing so much knowledge to parents and moms and you just uncover so much good information and and all these truths around different experiences for parents around family and births and, and all sorts of things. But what really inspired you to start BDA? I mean, really just becoming a new mom, I have found so much community, especially having my first baby during uh, the pandemic and having my most of my pregnancy being during a pandemic has been a very interesting time of, you know, I think as a, as a woman for me, I kind of always envisioned my first time being pregnant and my first time having uh, a baby and 
all the kind of moments and memories that you would share with your girlfriends and your your family and cousins if you come from a big family like I do. And a lot of that was really different during this past year because of the pandemic. And it was a very unique time to be pregnant and a very unique time to have a baby. And there wasn't that kind of sense of community that I thought I kind of had envisioned for a really long time and that I'd seen, you know, my friends who've had babies before me have around them. And, um, and there are of course, silver linings in, you know, in having just your family or the people that you're living with around during those new days and and moments as a new mom. And I found myself going to online resources a lot during my pregnancy. And then also just during those first couple months and even now as a new mom. And so I started kind of dabbling in the idea of doing Instagram live conversations really just a, a couple months after I had my daughter in the fall. And I saw just how well they were received and how much other people who were pregnant and also having babies and especially first time moms in this time were just wanting more of that and craving it and um, had that same curiosity around wanting more and more information and also more of a community in this unique time. And so I decided just to start off the new year and, uh, and see what would come of doing a series called before, during, after baby. And, and it was very interesting just to see how people responded to it and how people really wanted to know more. And we're really excited about this idea of having experts come on and talk about things. And then at the same time, you know, have me be able to ask them questions that I was actually genuinely curious about because I'm in these new phases of motherhood. And, you know, I want to know about sleep schedules. I want to know about breastfeeding and about pelvic floor and about relationships after baby and sex life after baby and all of these things that, you know, we would maybe talk to our close girlfriends about in person or on walks or things like that, uh, um, or at work, but we weren't going back to life the way that it was before. And so I have found so much joy in doing these conversations with people just because I'm, I'm really in it as far as like having these conversations about, you know, different things that I'm really experiencing firsthand as a new mom. And, and it's been so fun for me. And also just to see what people want to know more about what topics people want to be talking more about and covering, and then being able to meet people like yourselves and, and, uh, and see what you guys are doing and find community in that, even if it's on a zoom for the first time, it's a different, the different world that we live in. And so a lot of community for us, first time moms in a pandemic is found in these new virtual ways. And, uh, and I think that's what we've been doing really well with BDA Baby. Mm-hmm. Well, we love them. And, and I think you're so right. It is such a different world and, and there's those silver linings and blessings in the social media. It, it It's kind of like, there's hard things about social media, but there's also great things like this where we get to share information. And, and I can so relate to you in that, and just being a new mom and, and being curious about things and wanting to find out great sleep schedules and this and that. And so that's kind of why we started too. I Jess was my go-to for a lot of things. And we kept having these conversations like you were talking about, like, okay, having conversations with your girlfriends and, mm-hmm. and we're like, wow, we need to share this with people. And so I, I love that you did that and that you just started it on IGTV because I, I feel like that's such a great platform to just get information out there. And you're talking about things that aren't always talked about. 
like I just listened to the sex after baby one yesterday and I'm like, that is so good that people are talking about this and that that you're getting experts on there that that can really share knowledge about that because it's things that even sometimes we don't talk to our girlfriends about and yeah. but we all want to know. Yeah. And and so <laughs> we yeah. all want to know these things and and just kind of learn how to be better because and now we do have such access to so much information, but it's like, where do we go? What's, what's good information? What's not? And so I love, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Before we get into that, let's talk about KiwiCo for a second. KiwiCo has been a partner of the show since we started. So you know, Haley and I just love the company and their products so much. I've been spending so much time at my parents' house this summer, which is where I grew up as a kid. And it's just reminding me of summers as a child. Those memorable moments where the hustle of normal life just slows down. And I just had more time with my friends and neighbors and family to be a kid and play. And now we've been recreating those moments with Bryce, which has just been so special and magical to watch the world through his eyes. And KiwiCo has been helping us make that happen. With a KiwiCo subscription, kids can take their imagination to a new level with pre-planned projects. They're all planned out for you, delivered right to your door each month. I need and want simple, foolproof, planned out activities, and that's what KiwiCo delivers. We've been trying to cut down screen time after this past year, which I know a lot of families have, and KiwiCo has made that transition so easy. We've been receiving KiwiCo crates, gosh, for some time now, and each crate is better than the next. We've been doing Koala Camp, which is Camp in a Box. It features five days of free content, video and additional DIY activities to pair with the crate you purchase. So we just did the safari activity and Bryce got to make his own binoculars, which is so cute because he's so proud of himself for making these binoculars. And now he walks us around the house, taking us on his pretend safari. He's so engaged and occupied, which makes my life easier and leaves me as a mom feeling less guilty because I know that he's getting the activities he needs at home to learn through play. KiwiCo really does all the legwork for you, which I love because I can focus then on just being with him and enjoying the activity instead of stressing out about planning and executing. Show support of the show by giving love to our brand partners. We promise you won't ever regret this one. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash living. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash living. Now let's get back to our conversation. I think almost that there's this opportunity. We've always, in motherhood, I think it's one of the most obvious times that maybe we need more community than we've ever needed before. And it can be really lonely. And I think before the pandemic hit, we didn't do as much virtual stuff, but there is something about that virtual community where we can have conversations with people that we don't normally have conversations with. And we have... As, as kind of isolated as we were, there's also this experience where you can feel more connected and have some of those more conversations because they're, you know, between traffic. I mean, Catherine in LA, it's like to get to a mommy and me, it's an hour each way. Yeah. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. I definitely feel that for sure. And just going off of the kind of good and bad of social media, I think there's obviously, as you were saying, there's so much good, especially when it comes to having a lot of information and being able to really be, be informed about so many different versions of, of, you know, feeding your child of sleep schedules of solids, like all these different things, which can be overwhelming with the amount of information that we have and how you choose to, you know, take each piece on is, is up to you. And it's also interesting just in the whole 
social media aspect of it and, and how so much of this is on is online is also just like you, I've always heard of the whole mom shaming and criticism around choices as a mom, but the online part of it is also very interesting. And I think just because I'm now a mom in it, uh, I look at it so differently and there are parts of it that, you know, of social media and that part definitely makes me sad of just kind of like, why is mm-hmm. there this part of it? And uh, I know there's, it's obviously very real at schools and at camps and activities and that part that like our parents dealt with very much so in person, but just seeing the on the kind of internet version of it is also very interesting to me and um, seems to be such a big thing with, you know, with all accounts that talk about parenthood or motherhood or babies or, you know, everybody has an opinion. <laughs> totally. Everybody. Yeah. It's like, you can't win. No. Do you feel like with being in the spotlight, have you experienced mom shame, whether it's via social media or in any aspect? For sure. I mean, I think that like people can say whatever they want behind the screen and they do. (laughs) I feel a little bit lucky in the sense that I, you know, I grew up in a family where my parents were kind of very up to speed on dealing with criticism, whether it was, you know, behind a screen or written down or face to face. And they raised me with the understanding of, of kind of how to deal with that in the best way possible, obviously understanding that you're, you know, that I'm still human and that sometimes those things do hurt. But, uh, but I feel like I look at a lot of it and whether it's criticism about certain things that I do as a new mom or um, being a wife or a daughter or a sister or uh, a woman, there are people have a variety of different things to say and they'll write it and be very vocal about it. And, for me, I try to look at those things and not let them really affect me, which can be harder some days than it is other days. But I also, my mom always said to me when I was growing up that when people write, say, write those things or say those things, that they must be in so much pain to be able to say that or to write that and to try and have empathy for whatever it is that they might be going through that you don't know about. And so for me, I look at a lot of those comments that are criticisms about whatever it might be that day um, and try to just come at it from an empathetic place and a compassionate place and, and also feel comfortable and confident in my own skin that, you know, especially as a new mom that I'm doing what, what I think is best for my daughter and for myself and for our family and um, I learned majority of, of my parenting things and, and mom tips and tricks from my mom, who I think is an incredible mother and, uh, and then rely on a lot of the newer age type of things from, you know, women like yourselves accounts like yours and, um, just other girlfriends who have had babies recently or are on the similar journey to me. So I, I really try to focus on people that are around me that are su- being supportive and, uh, and helpful and not on the kind of nasty comments and things like that, that I I know a lot of people look at those things and they're like, Oh my God, that's so mean. How do you not let that just like ruin your day or just like take over so much time and energy. And I really just, I try to look at those people and it's funny because a lot of the time, if I click on someone's account, it'll be like a Bible verse or talking about what a great mom they are. And I'm like, it's always no. a Bible verse. And I'm like, that's yeah. not Christianity. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's a little interesting, but okay. But I always just try to like send them love, you know, Yeah, try to separate myself from it. <laughs> well, your mom is so wise beyond her years. And 
And I feel like I wish I learned that early on like you did. I feel like I had to learn it the hard way when I, I stepped into being married to someone in the spotlight a little bit. But talking about your mom, she's someone that's so inspiring to me and from what I know of her. And like you said, you learned so many things from her that you use yourself as a mom. What are some things that you have learned from her throughout the years that you want to emulate in your own parenting? I mean, pretty much everything. Like I, I call my mom several times a day, just about everything. Because I also, when I first uh, started dating my husband, my husband um, has a son. And so there was already kind of a jump right into just a new dynamic for me. And I love it. And I've loved every minute of it. And I I always have gone to my mom for, I'm the oldest also in my family. So I, I feel like I'm eight years older than my, than my little brother, Christopher. And I've always felt like a little mini mom. And I always would help my mom with the diaper bag and, and things like that. So I, I definitely have been taking in a lot of what my mom has done as a mom and watching her for as long as I can remember. And I've always wanted to be a mother myself. And then, you know, since meeting my husband and having parenting questions with, you know, with his son and, and things like that, and also just having younger cousins in my life and then also becoming a mom myself, I pretty much am asking my mom for advice several times a day, every day, just because I think I look at my mom and I, I oftentimes think like, what would my mom do in this situation? Or if I have moments of feeling overwhelmed about things, like I always think, what would my mom do? Because she growing up, she, you know, had four kids under eight years old a, a big career, a husband with a big career a very big family, uh, parents that were very involved and a household with a lot of different things going on. And I remember just watching her with do it all with such ease and such grace and also having so much fun doing it. And I know that I talked to her now and she's like, Oh, I was overwhelmed, but she always made it, made us have so much fun and had such a great and fun environment for us to grow up in. And I think it's, especially since becoming a mom, I talked to her about, you know, different life lessons, having service be a big part of, uh, of our childhood, getting back, being a big part of our childhood, manners, chores, you know, family, just the importance of family. I, I'm so close to my siblings and to both of my parents and with, you know, I'm with one of my siblings every single day of the week. I talk to my parents multiple times a day. And I definitely think that that's a big, you know, the importance of family and having that be something that I teach my daughter and, and any other kids that I have is, is super important to me. And I think that also came really big for our family because, you know, we would go in the summer to be with our extended family on the East Coast. And that was a really big part of our life growing up and a big part of how I also want to raise my daughter. And um, so I think that those, there's so many different like life lessons that my mom has taught me in different themes that I definitely want to have be a part of how I choose to parent. And then I just, I continue to learn something new from her every single day. So I don't even know where to begin with what she's taught me, but also I would say the most important thing that she's taught me is just to trust my gut with everything, with, with how I am as a wife, with how I am as a sister, a daughter, a friend and a mother, especially. And I think that really comes into play, especially as a mom, because you need to make decisions very quickly and on the fly and trusting your gut and not having to kind of Google every single thing is um, helpful for me. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. You're, the fact that you have that support from your mom's remarkable, but that you grew up in that way. And, mm. you know, I think we always talk about that confidence is the key to parenting, right? When you can, if there's one thing that you can do of 
listening to your gut, you know, there's so much uncertainty and there's a gazillion different ways to do everything. And so when you can tap into that and you can tap into that confidence, I really think it gives you the footing in parenthood, which is a totally uncharted territory for all of us. Let's just take a minute to talk about Sakara. There can be so much guilt around prioritizing ourselves, especially for moms, but it's really true that taking care of ourselves is a part of taking care of our kids. And I notice when I prioritize my own wellness, I'm much more present and just generally a better parent to my kids. For me, eating nutritious, real foods makes the biggest difference. It helps my mood, energy level, and I have much more patience. But on the weeks, I just don't have the time to plan, shop, meal prep, and cook. And I know I need to take care of myself. I order Sakara. The meals are so good. Right now, I'm obsessed with their summer menu. They have a black garlic barbecue burger that comes with pickles, super seed avocado salad, and roasted potato wedges. There's also a summer sun salad made with zucchini noodles, fresh greens, tart dried cherries, and superfood vinaigrette that's our favorite. The summer menu isn't heavy, but it's filling, and I've just really enjoyed the meals. I love that it's organic and plant-based, so I know I'm nourishing my body with the good stuff that'll give me the energy and focus I need to be present and productive. Sakara really makes it so prioritizing ourselves becomes an everyday habit we no longer have to think about. So taking care of myself is just built into my day. Maybe the best thing about Sakara is how my skin looks from it, clear, bright, and healthy. And it's so amazing to see how food really is medicine that heals from the inside out. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience their best-selling Metabolism Super Powder and Metabolism Super Bar to control sugar cravings, reduce bloating, and boost energy, and reduce fatigue. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash full or enter code full at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash F-U-L-L to get 20% off your first order. Something that strikes me that it's just, I'm sure you've gotten this feedback before, but I love how curious you are. You ask these questions, you're so open-minded, you're just so curious and it's, it's so refreshing because I think it allows us to just grow so much and have these interesting conversations. I think you've learned so much from your mom and from BDA (laughs) and and from all of that. What's something that you didn't know about motherhood that you wish you knew before entering it? Um, I mean, I definitely think the majority of my curiosity definitely comes from just watching my mom be so curious because she asks a gazillion questions. And when I was younger, I was like, stop asking so many questions. Like, why are you (laughs) asking so many questions? And now I do it myself. So I'm like, okay, I understand. But something I wish that I had known before or, I mean, I definitely, I would say when it comes to just birthing a child, something I would wish I had known before was more about the kind of instant postpartum experience that you have of, you know, the hormone change, which nobody decided to tell me about the, you know, fun, like night sweats and chills, these little postpartum wings that I have breastfeeding, like a lot of, I mean, my mom breastfed, so I knew about her experience with it, but I think those things that I guess people consider to be like TMI or unique to every single person's experience that I didn't feel as prepared for that. I maybe wish I would have known. And, you know, everybody always says to you, like the love that you have when you see your child for the first time is unlike anything that you can explain. And I would say that that I heard, but I didn't really fully know it. 
And also just like how obsessed I am with my daughter. I mean, I want to put her name on everything, like everything that I have is I'm like, I just, I want her to be around me all the time, but I don't know if there's anything that I wish that I would have known that I didn't feel like that prepared for. I feel like, listen, there's only so much you can prepare for with this. And there's also just, you figure it out. And I think a lot of it has just been for me figuring it out and also being gentle with myself in that process, not as hard on myself. I used to be someone who was like, you know, everything had to be on time. Everything needed to like (laughs) be in order, blah, blah. That went out the window very quickly. Um, But again, it's, it's a unique time to be a first time mom because there aren't, you don't have the same experiences that someone who had a child pre pandemic had to experience. So like anxiety for some, for example, like the whole COVID anxiety about, you know, is she going to get COVID? Am I going to get COVID? Is my husband going to get COVID? Is my mom? Like all these different things that, that I was thinking about all the time, especially in the beginning, I maybe wish I had been a little bit more prepared for dealing with that level of like wanting to make sure everything was going to be okay all the time. But I, I also think that a lot of the new mom stuff, you figure out a lot of it as, as you go and you figure it out by having an incredible support system, which I know not everybody has, but it's, I feel really lucky that I've had that with my mom and with my siblings and and my dad. And, you know, we all live in LA, so it's been, that's been a huge silver lining in this pandemic, but I always, I always wanted to be a mom. Like I, it was like the dream for me was, you know when I could become a mom, what kind of a mom I would be, what this experience would be like. So for me, it's like having my baby brother, but like (laughs) for real. (laughs) real. (laughs) But something that you said that I think is so important is that we talk so much about the joys of motherhood, right? There's Mm -hmm. so much joy that comes with becoming a parent, but there is so much of this side of this postpartum anxiety, these postpartum hormone shifts, like what birth is really like. I can't tell you how many times I've had a soon-to-be mom call me like a couple of weeks before birth and is like, Kate, can you like give me the real deal? Like what is about to happen? You know, what, what happens during and what happens after? And so just having more real conversations about what it's like in those moments is really important. Yeah. I mean, I was one of those people, I know we have a mutual friend in Hillary, but I was one of those people that before I even met my husband, Hillary and I would spend a lot of our times when we would have like, you know, we'd be traveling or, you know, in the same hotel room and going to bed. And I would, we'd be watching like birthing videos (laughs) before her and I were even like in a situation to even think about having kids. So like, I definitely watched a lot of videos. I took online classes. I did, you know, a hypnobirthing class. I did a parenting class. I did my CPR classes. Like I did all of these things on Zoom and I felt like I was, you know, like a sponge. Like I just wanted to like learn more and hear more. And I have so many girlfriends who were like, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know anything about what happens to your vagina. I don't want anything about what happens during childbirth. I don't want to hear it. Um, and I was like, tell me more. I need to watch more videos. I need to see what a water birth is like that woman gave birth in a forest. I want to watch about that. Like every, I I wanted to like, just see everything, hear everything, (laughs) be as prepared as possible. And then, you know, a lot of it just, you you can only be as prepared as, as you, you try to be. And then a lot of it just, you know, whatever happens with it happens with it. But yeah, the, the certain parts, like the, the hormone part, all those things I felt like a little under sure. Yeah. I'd I'd have to agree on that. I think that would be my exact answer too, because 
people just don't talk about it as much. Now, now people are starting to, and it's cool that you're creating that community for women who don't maybe don't have a community and, and you're sharing that knowledge. We talk about postpartum hair loss and those annoying baby hairs that grow in after having babies in this episode. So we need to take a minute to share Nutrafol's new postpartum supplement. We always love to ask fellow moms, what most surprised you about pregnancy or parenthood? And almost across the board, women will tell us that they were not prepared for the emotional and physical challenges of postpartum life. Changes in our bodies postpartum can take a massive toll on us, especially our hair, which is just not talked about enough. More than 50% of women experience excessive shedding naturally within three to four months of giving birth. I remember when this started happening to me after having Liv and I just tried so many remedies. And then between my second two, Luca and Atlas, I really didn't have enough time for my hair to grow back. So after I had Atlas, our third, I really been committed to having a better postpartum hair and combating my baby hairs. I recently found out about Nutrafol postpartum and wish I had it back when I had my first baby. It is amazing. It targets the root causes of postpartum thinning hair, like the physical stress of childbirth, emotional stress of parenting, as well as nutrient depletion. We love that Nutrafol is OBGYN developed and that it helps fill in postpartum nutrition gaps. They use natural ingredients to help support whole body recovery while managing shedding and helping you grow stronger, thicker hair. It also makes a huge difference that it's compatible with postnatals and multivitamins, so you can start it right away as part of your regimen for building health and wellness back up after birth. Not only does it help grow stronger, thicker, healthier hair, but I also notice I get better sleep, I feel less stress, and I could see it really working on my skin, but also my nails. Postpartum life can be surprising and overwhelming to say the least, but you can take one thing off your list of things to worry about by going to Nutrafol.com and using the promo code LIVING to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LIVING. Speaking of your pregnancy last year, how, how was that experience being pregnant in the pandemic? I was pregnant in the pandemic, but it was my third pregnancy. So I was just kind of like going through the motions again. Right. Um, but this was your first pregnancy. So how was that? I mean, I think unlike you having a third pregnancy during a pandemic, you had something to compare it to, right. you know, with your first two pregnancies, I didn't have anything to compare it to. So I knew that like, it would have been nice to have my husband come to my ultrasound appointments and be there in person and to not have to wear a mask or, you know, be nervous about every time you go into a doctor's office, like who's going to be around there. Do they have COVID? Do you need to be COVID tested? So, you know, again, it would have been really nice for me to be able to be around my friends pregnant, see my extended family pregnant. Cause it's been something that, you know, there, I have a ton of girl cousins and it's something that we've talked about for as long as I can remember is like when we all would get pregnant for the first time and be around each other, you know, see our bellies and stuff like that. So that was unfortunate that we weren't able to do that. A couple of my cousins were pregnant at the same time as me and or are pregnant right now as well. So we've all kind of done Zoom baby showers or Zoom gatherings to kind of be as much of a part of the journey as possible together. But it was definitely a unique time to be pregnant. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. I think like you want to be healthy and safe for yourself and for your own health. And then now you're carrying around a baby and you want to create the best and most kind of 
peaceful environment for your baby to grow in and to live in as, as they grow. And so I definitely took that very seriously. And I was super strict with, you know, who I saw, how much I left my house. I, I walked pretty much every single day I was pregnant. I, it was like the only time that I got out of the house, especially during the really bad times in Los Angeles when COVID was out of control. It was really, you know, my only time getting out of my house. And my husband was working in the beginning of COVID and then was brought home. And so it was really nice. That was a silver lining. He wasn't supposed to be home that much when I was pregnant because he was supposed to be working. And so we got to spend a lot of my pregnancy together, which was really great. And then I spent, you know, pretty much every single day or every other day, if not just with my husband, with my siblings and with my parents. So I don't know necessarily if I would have spent as much, you know, as many days in a row with my family and to see them, you know, I'm the first member of my family to have a baby. And so I have my daughter is the first grandchild. So it was, I think, really cool experience for my parents to have that, you know, watch me grow and get more pregnant. And then also just be a part of her life from the very beginning and be the only people that, you know, she sees and, um, and to just be so present in her life, even still today, of course, but just especially in those kind of beginning moments. And that was a really great silver lining in it. But like, was it great to have to wear a mask in the hospital when I was, you know, having contractions? And then when I tried to pull my mask down, have them tell me I need to have my mask on until I get COVID tested. And then, you know, have a thing stuck up my nose while I'm having contractions. And like, that wasn't super pleasant, (laughs) (laughs) but it was what it was. And, uh, and people have far crazier experiences and, and births and stories and, I just kind of felt like, okay, this is what it is. I have a, an amazing husband who I feel lucky enough to be able to come. I can have him in the delivery room because that was something that, you know, my doctor was like, I don't know if he can come in. Right. We're going to have what? to just kind of play that by ear. And I was like, <laughs> that I can't deal with. So right. he, I'm going to need to be able to have my husband in there to just like, you know, let's coach through it. And, um, yeah. and so I feel like super lucky that I had him. I love my gynecologist. So I felt really lucky that I had her there. I had my daughter in the same hospital that I was born in and that my siblings were born in. So that was really fun and exciting. And you want to be in and out of the hospital as soon as possible. And especially during COVID, because I was just like, I had not left my house until I went into, and I was like, I I remember calling my doctor the morning that I was going to labor. And I was like, I'm just going to stay here as long as possible. And she's like, you're going to need to come to the hospital by this time. And I was like, but do I, can I just stay (laughs) Like when's like the last absolute moment that I need to go to the hospital? <laughs> because I was just like I, I was so nervous to go anywhere. Um, yeah. So it was a it was a unique a unique time, but I can't wait to tell her all about it when she gets older. <laughs> I journaled the whole thing, which I oh, um, that's incredible. I'm happy I did, especially yeah. during the end. I like wrote everything down. Uh, Do you journal about, daily? I don't right now. Um, I when I was in high school, I journaled. Like I found recently just like all of my old journals, which are amazing to be able to read through now. <laughs> I mean, like my first high school boyfriend, the breakup, I wrote it all down. So uh, oh it's a real gift. And I remember hating doing it. Like when we would go into summer vacation, my mom always and my dad made us do journaling every single day and read every single day and also do math. 
with my dad and I didn't like it at all. And I'm so grateful that they made us do it because I look back and I'm like, it's such a, you know, a gift to be able to have like what I was thinking at 16 when I had my heart broke for the first time, like when I had, when I was brokenhearted, like, what did I write down? What was my drama? Like, you know, so it's such a, a great thing to have. And then as I've gotten older, I've journaled at different periods in my life. But I also feel like my books are kind of like, like the books I've written are kind of my journals, like my kind of edited versions of my journals that I put out there. So yeah, I, I love to journal though. I think it's really fun and very therapeutic. Yeah. And that's, I need to, I need to journal more because I think just the looking back part too, like there's the therapeutic when you're doing it, but then looking back, you want your kids to have those memories. And I would love if my mom had all these journals of knowing how it was when she was pregnant and in that early mom stage. The other thing I want to ask you about is I think that it's such a unique experience in your relationship during COVID, you know, and and new motherhood and, and you and Chris just seem, I think the best relationships are those that are are based on a really solid friendship. Mm-hmm. And what would you say? What has been, how have you balanced motherhood, you know, in this post-COVID time? What have you guys done to reconnect and stay connected during this time? How's that changed? Um, I mean, I think friendship is a great foundation for a good relationship and a healthy relationship. And um, faith is also a big part of our relationship and the foundation of our relationship, having very similar values, similar beliefs. And that was really kind of what brought us together and what connected us in the first place. We met in church and we, you know, went on our first date and really just went on, like talked about absolutely everything, like what our beliefs were, how we wanted to raise kids, how we wanted to live our life, what was important to us. We really kind of dove right into it and talked about pretty much everything. And then communication is like a huge part. I'm a big communicator. My mom is a big communicator. Um, And so that's a really big part of our relationship that is super important with everything and especially with parenthood and has been important, of course, in these times of COVID because my husband travels for certain parts of his job. And so that the communicating part of it and just being able to always touch base and be on the same page about things. And then if there's ever a moment where you're not on the same page about something, being open to talking about things feeling comfortable to be vulnerable, to talk about, you know, things that aren't fun to talk about all the time and always putting our relationship first and God first and having that uh, and our family first is always, you know, we're both on the same page with that. And I feel really lucky all the time. And especially since becoming a new mom that I have him as my partner because he is, He's an incredible man and an incredible husband and a wonderful father and a really great support system for me. And being pregnant in a pandemic, I think any partner during when someone's pregnant, you know, a a partner, having a great partner is really helpful and, and really great part of someone's pregnancy journey and pregnancy experience. And I think I, I definitely needed a great partner in him and support in my family as well. But I, I feel really lucky that I had him by my side, my pregnant during my pregnancy and, and in my labor, thank God. And, uh, and just in my whole experience, my journey with, you know, with being a new parent and being a new mom, he's been a father. And so seeing him as a girl dad was really beautiful and exciting and still is for me. And I think it's changed obviously in the sense that like, I had a baby. So we talk about a lot of things that maybe we wouldn't have talked about 
before I had uh, my daughter. And also it's brought us a lot closer with really everything because there isn't anything that we don't feel comfortable talking to each other about and that I don't feel like 100% supported by him on. And even in moments where you're like, you know, you have moments where you're tired or your baby wakes up so many times or you're exhausted and you're breastfeeding there, you know, your, your body, your hormones are changing, like all these different parts of new motherhood. And those moments can be really challenging. And he was just like solid with me with everything of just like, you know, take your time, be gentle. Let's do this. Like, can I do this for you? Can I do that for you? And my mom, (laughs) my mom is like, Oh my God, (laughs) my God. I mean, I, I just, this is, this is unbelievable. This is amazing. Like my mom is really funny with it because like, I think, you know, my, my mom and my dad always reflect on their experiences, having each of us four kids. And it makes me laugh because they're like, you know, and we were right back up and we were going on a walk and we were doing this, we were doing that. And then, you know, and, uh, and Chris is just like super gentle and calm and just like, (laughs) and so I'm very, very, very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. How amazing to feel that supported. That is, I think there's nothing better than to feel that way. And I love that you said you put God and your relationship first. And, Mm -hmm. and I know that that can be so hard sometimes, um, but I agree. It's so important and it's something we aim to do, but I'm just curious, how do you put faith and your spouse first? In the very beginning of our relationship, we started having what we would call God time every single day. And it was really important, especially when we weren't necessarily in the same location, to be able to have time every single day that we set aside for, um, we had this book in the beginning of our relationship that I have somewhere on my bookshelf that was called um, God Time for Couples. And it had, it was just one page, very, you know, straightforward that had a prompt And it wasn't even necessarily like I I got it for a lot of my friends that, you know, I grew up Catholic, I'm Catholic, my husband's Christian, and and it it didn't even necessarily need to be Bible focused. It just gave you a prompt of something to talk about in your relationship or to talk about together and to kind of start a conversation around certain topics, whether it's, you know, finances or, um, you know, how you want to raise your family, your beliefs, values feelings about something, your just different parts of your relationship in general. So all of these things, we made it a point and it was super important to both of us to to carve that time out in our day, every single day, no matter where we were. And um, that was something that has always been super important to us. So whether it's, you know, doing it first thing in the morning, which was a lot easier before I, before we had baby. And now we just do it kind of like whenever in the day, whenever we can And just carving that time, even if it's 15 minutes of where we connect and we check in and and we, if it's reading something from the Bible, or if it's being prompted in one of the books that we have to talk about a certain topic or just doing those things to touch base and to connect and always checking in at the end of the night is super important to us as well. And then of course, pre-pandemic, we went to church every Sunday. I grew up going to a church here in Santa Monica called, called St. Monica's. And that was a big part of our routine. And then during COVID, we watched it on Zoom, which was really fun and interesting and different. And then a friend of ours, Judah Smith, has a church that has a, an app that he'll you know read certain little Bible verses during 
that we can play in the morning or just during the day on our phone. And so we do things like that, but also just like going on a walk. That was something that we did every single day when I was pregnant and it was like a really great time for him and I to connect while also being able to get outside, which during the pandemic was important. And so just taking the time to connect and to check in and always making that time is, is really important. And even with having a baby is still a priority for both of us. Mm -hmm. That's so great. We try and we aim to do that, but (laughs) I'm sure with many many more children. It doesn't always happen. I actually, well, also I just learned we have another mutual friend, Judah and Chelsea Smith. I didn't know you. They're the best. Yes. Best. Yeah. We were actually just at a, um, a really cool retreat with them earlier this year. And one of the, the leaders told us like a good way to connect as couples in the morning. And my husband and I try and do it. We don't always do it, but it's just taking three minutes, like set your timer for three minutes in the morning after your God time, or this can, can be the God time, but looking into your partner's eye and eyes, plural, <laughs> and just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just one eye, <laughs> yeah. um, just looking into each other's eyes and praying for that person. Uh-huh. And it's like silent. You don't have to say it out loud. And it is the most powerful thing. Sometimes we end up in tears and we don't even say a word. And yeah. it's just such a cool way to set the tone for the day. And, and before we do that, we kind of run through our schedule for the day, talk about it. And then we do our silent prayer time. And afterwards we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So that that's our little connection time in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's important to have that, especially as you know, as like life gets crazier now with whatever this world is going back to some version of normal, it's like making sure that you can carve out that time. And and of course there are days where like, you know, it doesn't happen. And then we, you know, make sure that we connect in a different way. But I think just always, you know, I also just remember growing up and watching my parents always be each other's biggest support system and, and biggest cheerleaders. And that was always something that I wanted with who I envisioned to be somebody that I marry is always, you know, wanting to have that same support system and that same dynamic. So, you know, I want him to be, to feel always loved and cared for and supported and like I'm his biggest cheerleader and, and to feel that from him as well. And so we are always on that same, that same page of, of wanting that for one another and, and also, you know, always putting our relationship first and our family first is, is super important to both of us. And I think it's a good reminder that when we, when we become parents, I think it's so easy to, because it's, it's one of the most magical things, if not the most magical thing that can ever happen to you. But just, I love what you said, just about connecting outside of that, you know, unrelated, those prompts, I think are really smart because it's so, it's so intentional yeah. and it's nice to connect about, about your kid, but about non-kid stuff and just what's going on in your life and where, you know, so I think it's, it's easy to be forgotten when we get into the chaos of, of wherever we're going as things get busier. So that's a nice reminder. Yeah. It's, it's also before we got married uh, in the Catholic church, you have to do premarital counseling before you get married. And I was like, Oh my God, what is that going to be like? And it was the most amazing thing. And, and just the most amazing gift that I know not everybody does, of course, because if you're, you know, if you're going to get married in the Catholic church and they don't tell you, you have to do it, then maybe why would you? But for us, when we had this experience of like going to this premarital counseling to get married in the Catholic church, it was such an amazing gift in our relationship ahead of getting married 
that we've definitely wanted to continue throughout our relationship and has been such a, a helpful thing to be able to have in our relationship of, of having that guidance, talking about things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily have talked about before getting married, you know, talk about things that couples of 10 or 15 years still don't like to talk about with one another and being prompted to talk about those things was also a really helpful thing to do early on that I think, you know, helps as you add children, add yes. new experiences, new locations, new jobs, like all those things. New life. Yeah. We, we call it marriage insurance, right? Like, <laughs> it's like we get insurance yeah. for everything. We might yeah. as well get some marriage insurance. Why we exactly. prehab, prehab before we Oh yeah. yeah. We have, we have many phrases. Love we love counseling. <laughs> Love it. I would be lost without it. Oh my gosh. We could talk to you forever. Real quick. This is just, these are simple questions, but we want to know, like, do you have a favorite baby product that you have used throughout this year? Or even if it was just in the first week of pregnancy or birth after birth? I mean, (laughs) the collection of leggings that I had for myself uh, (laughs) postpartum was... um, I mean, I have so many recommendations there. For me, when I was... Pre-having a baby, the belly oils that I used were like an absolute must. Mm-hmm. And uh, the leggings I had for myself, but I would probably say the thing that I got late that I wish that I had gotten right when she was born was the that baby Bjorn bouncer. Oh, yes. Because I mean, I used the Docketot a lot, which was amazing and really great for laying down flat. But if you wanted to kind of occupy them and prop them up, and unfortunately she's getting now too big. So I'm like, she's like, I have her in it. And she's like hanging off of it. And I'm like, it still is okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can sit in this a little bit longer. I can but get by another day. Yeah. She's uh, definitely, she's bit, my, my daughter is um, taking after my sister and very, very tall, very long and um, matching up to her length that my sister was when she was uh, a baby. So I'm like, my daughter's going to be the same height as my sister. My sister's 5'11". So she's like, my daughter hangs off of the, <laughs> the baby Bjorn. things that are the baby Bjorn. She's like, her feet are on the floor. I'm like, fine. That uh, is so my 10-month-old for sure. Yeah. It's, He's so it's, long on it. And I was like, I don't know. Is this, can we still use this? But it's- Yeah, because you look at the the little like warning label thing and it says it's fine. So like, okay. So we're good. Go yeah, we're it. okay. Yeah. So our final question, which we ask everyone is what made you feel full this week? I think, uh, probably I was able to, as I was talking about earlier, I was able to see my uncle this Sunday and I kind of look at Sundays as like the start of the week or kind of what's going to set our tone for the week ahead. And, um, my mom, we have Sunday dinner at my mom's every single Sunday. And this Sunday, I felt very full with having a full table at my mom's house with my uncle and my aunt and both my cousins and uh, all my siblings. And uh, my brother Patrick was joining via FaceTime because he's working on a movie in Atlanta. So whenever I, I can have just a family meal to start off my week makes my week feel full. And my uncle doesn't live in LA right now. So when he comes back in, it makes me feel very, very full. I love that. And what a great way to start your week and and just be with family. I want to yeah. adopt that for our family. Yeah, it's the best. Really cool. Very family-oriented group over here. <laughs> That's so cool though. I mean, look what an impact it's had on your life. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's um, it's a bit, such a big part of our life and my siblings' lives. And a lot, it's 
funny because as I've gotten older, I don't think people really understand. People look at it and they're like, you really want to like, you really talk to your siblings that much. You want to be with your parents that much. You want to talk to your, your parents as often as you do. And, and I think maybe, especially in the having my, my parents be my parents and, you know, people, I think look at it maybe as like, you know, don't you want to hang out with your friends or things like that? And I always much prefer to hang out with my family than and travel with my family and do everything with my family. I would live on a, in a house with all of them. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Anyway. I'm an only child. So I'm like envious, not envious. That's a bad word, but I'm just like, I love that so much for anyone that is looking to find you and find your BDA series. Where can they find you? My BDA baby uh, series. We go live every Thursday at noon Pacific standard time. And it's on my Instagram page, uh, which is just Captain Schwarzenegger. And we talk about a lot of really fun and interesting topics and have great people on and great guests. And also throughout the week, just talk about baby things, baby products, sleep schedules, bath mats, (laughs) everything that you want to know about as a, as a, as I kind of right. um, enter into almost having a one-year-old. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time and doing this. Thank you. You are a special us. human and, and <laughs> we really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you girls for doing this. It's such a informative and great way to be helping parents and also just moms in general. So I think it's, it's great work that you guys do and great topics and vibes that you guys put out into the world and so needed because this is, uh, as you were saying before, it's a, it's a role that you, that's beautiful and amazing and also one that needs a lot of community and support. So thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.